Hi guys, um, welcome back to True Crime MC. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but we're lit again. And um, yeah, we're back. It's good to see my best friend again. And you, and you. It's good to see you, babe. It's been a long old week. Love it. It's been bank holiday. Did you enjoy your week? Yeah. Um, do you know what it is? Like, regarding bank holiday, mm. I feel like, um, how can I say this? We didn't really have a summer. Okay. I feel like summer was really forced. Yeah, it so really I, was. I feel like bank holiday would have been forced. Yeah, summer did not summer like that. It's supposed to do. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. And I also believe that, um, guys, just start pre-drinking from home because these motherfuckers are now charging you £15 for a double. They've they, they got a game <laughs> fucked up. I went, yeah. I'm not going to say that I went in it, but I went to go splash some paint on the weekend. I'm so jealous that you went to a juve. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was fun. Mm. But I'm hearing that they were charging £70 for a bottle of Ray. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? Never. You know, Never these motherfuckers again. are thinking, let me make my money back from, you know, my business going through it, which I can understand, but yeah. we are humans. We are customers. You Like, we are not millionaires. And, I mean, I haven't been know. a student for a very long time, but I still yeah. feel like I roll on a student budget. £70 for yeah. Ray? You mad? Yeah, yeah. And I think another thing that is a bit annoying with things like that as well is that they know that they can do that to people because you know you're drunk at the mm. event and you want to keep drinking and you're thinking let me be more efficient and save and buy the bottle but yeah. these times you know when you do that you're gonna wake up the next morning and look at your account and say are you fucking kidding me yeah no i you couldn't know? live with myself <clears throat> still <laughs> i mean on a brighter note i'm glad that you had fun again i'm super jealous that you went to a juve next year um we'll do it yeah yeah we'll go to a different one this time i love that i love that i love that um and yeah, what's your week been like? What's, what's your week looking like? Weekend, I was sorry. off last week from work. Oh, it was it was nice to be off. That's man. good. Had had a little bank holiday weekend, mm. and um, yeah, went back on Tuesday. And adulting <laughs> is a scam. It is. It's a big big scam, but it is. Yeah, we got to do what we got to do, and I'm like I'm like really happy that I get to do this on the side of y'all. So yeah, can't complain. Uh, always a pleasure. Do you know one thing that I find really crazy? We were basically like kids to teens for only 18 years and we're going to be adults for the rest of our lives. I know, I told you, it's a scam. That is a scam. I did, I did not want to be an adult now that I think back to it. You know when you're a kid, you really rush to like be like, oh, when I go, I go. You know, if I could go back in time, yum. Because, you know, when you have to do bills, like sometimes I can't believe that I have to do the food shop. I can't believe that I have to eat if, like every two weeks like do the big shop you know if i was younger do you know what i would have done i would have wasted so much motherfucking food so much soap okay like, i, I would have come back home like from from school and i would have had them long ass baths because you know what i wasn't paying the electricity bill the gas mm-hmm. the water mm-hmm. but now you gotta think about that and something called council tax which i think is yeah, annoying yeah council but tax you know is the next thing yeah now nah, living mess. in the UK, living in London especially is yeah, it's a lot. But you know what? I mm. wouldn't choose anywhere else to I think to kinda of grow up and like live. Eventually yeah. hopefully I'll live somewhere else and like see what it's like to really live somewhere else. But mm. to say to say you're from London sometimes could be like a little flex still. Do you know okay, so London has such a beauty to it. It does. You know, we're lucky that we have things like the transport lines that we have mm-hmm. we're, we're, you know we're lucky that they're teeth themselves ex- don't even get me started we're lucky that we have like so much culture mm. like that we can all share whether it's the slang the food relationships um 
cookouts, whatever. Like we're we're so blessed yeah. in that sense. But um it's starting to get really annoying how expensive things get in. Like it's starting to get ridiculous. Like sometimes I find myself pun like I feel like I'm punishing myself or I yeah. feel bad every time I feel that I've spent a little too much on making myself feel good in London. It's messed up. Yeah, I know. It's messed up. Girl, I feel you. But you know what? It's funny you talk about TFL. I'm actually going to get into that in my story today. Really? Which brings me on to our theme. What's our theme for today, Sin? So our theme this week is robberies. Ooh. Teething. Teething. Alright, cool. Mm. I don't know how. Well, are we gonna stick to this, or maybe next week I might surprise you with a different kind of crime, or surprise okay. you with a with a theme, so that we don't, you know, always have the same theme. What do you think? We could do that. Yeah. Honestly, we we can do that. I think that you know, forgive me, I'm not a crazy person, but I have so much passion for learning about crime that I like. I revel in learning about. And doing the research about crime, yeah. like, Same. so when you surprise me, I'm like, oh my gosh, tell me more. Yeah. Do you know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And that, I think so, yeah. that would give us a little bit more, like, of a, a variety, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. In terms of, um, yeah, I just want to kind of shock you with what I've got. got okay. To okay. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Um, you know, I love to ask questions. So I'm going to ask you a question. Um, you always got a question for me and I you never do. prepare me for it. Like... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, my question to you, yeah. you know, now that we're in the month of September and we have little to, like, nothing left of the year, mm-hmm. do you have any regrets? Of this year? Yeah. Neither. Anything that you could just, like, cut out of life? Of, of this year? This year. Let me tell you something. COVID season, I have been at home. Yeah. The, like, <laughs> no one's bothered me. Um, I What I think I probably would regret, maybe, mm-hmm. is spending so much money on uber eats like oh my god same like i just don't feel like i need to spend that much money i feel like i've got a bit of an addiction to spending money at times like same. i feel like i just do it for the fun of it um same. <laughs> but other than that i'm good I've, I've kind of enjoyed being at home like yeah. the one of the regrets and you know this is that i, I love i love to travel so much i um, know yes you are yes so you are. yes i wish i could have got <laughs> out this year but you know better better safe than sorry so but i think yeah 2022 I'm finally out of here because I haven't been away Amen. since last January, so it's uh, getting on. But um, yeah. yeah, have you got any regrets? Life is not for regrets, you know. Life isn't for regrets, and I feel like it, that's why I kind of refrain from doing a lot of things because I don't live for regret, mm-hmm. and I know that I can be quite harsh on myself. But I do have a couple of regrets. Like what? <laughs> um, <laughs> Where are I we had... going with this? Sorry, no, no, no. I'm not gonna get too personal. <laughs> But I, do you know what it is? I had a spectacular year. Love you know, that. Um, my lingerie business has been doing well. It's got recognition. Uh-huh. Um, Hold on one second. Plug in it again. At, at Guys in Lingerie. Okay. I will be adding it um, towards the end. And um, you know what it is? I, I've achieved so much. Mm-hmm. But um, I think one of my toxic traits is that I waste my time on mistakes. Because I want to prove to people that it's not a mistake. You know, I'm so into proving people wrong. And I feel like that's a really bad thing. Because even though this year has been so glorious and so great. There are just some things that I should have definitely just left alone years ago. And now we're at the end of it. And I'm just kind of like, Cindy, you saw the red flags. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we're all culprits of ignoring red flags at some point of our lives, right? Yeah. So as long as you're conscious <clears> of it, <throat> listen, you can't, there's not a thing that you could do about the past, right? Like this yeah. life that we're living, we can't live for regrets. So the way you got to see it is you put a positive spin on things. Yeah. Cool, that's happened. Mm. How can I move on? How can I make things better for myself and my like situation? Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. But um, mm. do you want to get started on these robberies then? yeah yeah okay let's go <laughs> i mean yeah let's just let's just get into it tell me so, what you're doing <laughs> tell me what you're doing can't wait okay let's go <laughs> i really messed up this week oh, no. i feel like my prep was absolutely terrible i'm I'm one of those people actually talking of regrets mm. i think i'm that type of person that just procrastinates way too much i love to take on things and i love to like feel like I'm giving myself a new challenge or I'm tackling something new, mm. but I have a tendency to leave things to the last minute. Why did I start my, my research last night, Mine? <laughs> what is mm. that about? Do Are you one of those people that work well under pressure? Yeah, I always have been. Even with, even with that like, school, GCSEs and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm very much that person that I, I couldn't start revising from like months before. It was definitely like the weeks before, week of um i can't yeah. keep on going through life like that on a fluke thing though but do you know what you've come so you've come so far doing it do you know what i mean, I mean like everything that you've done hasn't been a flop and you're very blessed but then again sagittarius people they they run on luck let's call a spade a spade sagittarius, <laughs> sagittarius people run on luck if you lot didn't you know, know as well cindy and i are a week apart which is why we're very very similar yeah we're like twins in it yeah, a definitely. week apart <laughs> so cute <laughs> Okay, let's go. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. So the theme this week was robbery, robbery, theft, or whatever you want to kind of. I mean, you're you're the person in law. What's the difference between theft, robbery, and burglary? Is that is that like a difference, or am I? There is a difference. I think burglary would be. Don't quote me on this, but I think it will be homes. Okay. It will be like buildings and stuff like that. Okay. Um. And robberies can occur with anything. It could be on the streets. It could be like... Like muggings. Exactly. Okay. And things like theft is like the, the appropriation, the taking of someone's property. Wow. You know? Ladies so- and gentlemen. <laughs> Miss Lord Degree. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a first bitch. Okay. I got a first bitch. Okay, talk it, talk it loud. First class degree in law. Come on. <laughs> i love that i love that i love that for you i'm thank very you. very proud man thank you thank you thank you cool now that we've got that established mm-hmm. i'm gonna jump into my story and that is the hat and garden robberies okay okay hat and garden robberies quite recent actually i do love a recent one last really? last time we were on here i did the hello kitty murders that was what well that was 2010 right 2010 no, it was a two thousand. It was a two thousand thing, wasn't it? It was yeah. the end of the nineties. Ninety nine to two thousand. Oh. Right. See, I don't even know my own stories. <laughs> That's cool. Today we're jumping about fifteen years ahead. Okay. Hat and Garden. If you don't know, it's um uptown, as they say, and it's like the home to, I guess, like all the jewels and like diamonds and really. Yeah, like if your man's gonna propose, you gotta go to Hat and Garden. Um, babe, if you're listening. <laughs> Then you know where you need to go. Babe, I know you're listening. I know you're listening. Okay. PSA, public service announcement. Okay, when you're ready to get that ring, Hat and Garden, baby. 
if there's a basketball player that's listening, then I hope that you're keeping your ears peeled. Cindy's um, got this an obsession with basketball players. I do have an obsession with basketball players. She doesn't, like, doesn't, go, <laughs> doesn't go out if anybody under six foot two. I, I don't. Listen, I'm a five five babe. Okay. I'm a, I'm, I'm a thick chubby girl. Okay. I need a tall man. I'm sorry. It's got to be chocolate. All right. Back to Hat and Garden. Babe. Mm-hmm. I know you're listening. Hat and Garden. Remember I said it. God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Hat and Garden 2015. We're in the LDN, right? Mm-hmm. And this particular site has clearly been a, uh, I guess, a target for many like criminals over time. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, it's like the diamonds capital of like London, I would say. Okay. I can't afford diamonds. So um, if that's not true, forgive my ignorance, but... I feel like Hat and Garden, we all know it as, you know, the place to go get your jewellery if you're said yes. Never heard of Hat and Garden in my life. Cindy! But yeah. How have you never heard of Hat and Garden? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right, cool. <laughs> well, you got to hear about it now. Okay. All right. So, it's been a target for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been such a target that there was a- there's actually a criminal organisation that's linked to it oh. that kind of, like kind of calls it like it's their turf almost a criminal organization yeah okay the okay. The, the the source that i read it or watched it on mm. um didn't specify like what criminalized organization it is right but because it's been such a, ta- a target for so long mm. um then yeah it's it's um been kind of like claimed by a certain organization right 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 right, right exactly so essentially 2015 comes mm-hmm. um and there are i'm going to give you the background to these to these people okay okay mm-hmm. right so you have got um brian reader 76 and the oldest and known um <laughs> known career criminal and he's known as the governor he's 76 years old right Why are you 76 and you're still involved in crime like that? You know, some men, they just love the life, man. They're like, I love this life. Like, I was built for this shit. Listen, like, if what the if fuck? If you've been a criminal for so long, mm-hmm. at 76, all right, think about people that you know that are on the block that have, right. or that you've, have even made it. Certain musicians, I won't say names, but certain musicians mm. that used to be on the block, mm. like, pretty much made it in music and still find themselves back on the block. Like, do you know what I mean? It's it's kind yeah. of hard to get out of a of a thing that you've known for so long, essentially. I mean, that's why I said I think some people they just love that life, mm. you know. But being seventy six, though, like, come on, G, like, leave it to the youngsters to do what they need to do. <laughs> now go get your wife, go and get your kids, go and get your grandkids, go and clean your money and keep it pushing. Yeah, you know. Sorry, I feel you. <clears throat> I feel you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are Brian Reader. Brian Reader. Main Dag. He's the oldest and he's known as the governor. Mm-hmm. He is a bad boy OG. Okay. He's been formally incarcerated for another um, another robbery back in the Diz, mm-hmm. um, which was in 1983. He was jailed for eight years uh, for the uh, Brinks Matt robbery. Okay. That's in 83. So before our time. But essentially, they stole 23 million. Uh, Pounds worth of gold bullion 
from London Heathrow Airport. He got eight. He got eight years for that. Wow. Um, and he also had a friend called Kenneth Noy, <clears throat> who was also he was also jailed with <clears throat> um, for that for that particular um, crime. But those two also were both on trial for a murder of an undercover police officer. Wow. That, uh, Kevin Noy stabbed because he saw saw him lurking in his garden. He stabbed him, uh, and he actually got off for it. He got off on the uh, defense of self-defense. Oh, I, do you know what I thought? I thought it would have been entrapment. Because, okay. you know, sometimes when... Well, from what I've read, like, okay, let's say... Okay, it's a different ball game, but mm. they'd still consider it as a crime. But with sex work, for example, mm. um, like, undercovers, they get kind of get themselves in sticky situations because it is a form of entrapment mm. if they solicit someone and okay. under the impression of... We're going to do what we're going to do. And they're none the wiser. Right. Do you know what I mean? So I assume that it was because of that. But if you're saying it's self-defense, I can understand that. Go on. Well, they said it's self-defense. We don't know if that's the case, but that's what the courts ruled. So. Wow. And Brian Reader also got off about it Mm. because um, he just simply claims he wasn't there. And he got a non-guilty charge. Living his life. Wow. Simply (laughs) simply said the man wasn't there. And they were like, okay. They're like, I bet. Cool. All right, cool. Right. Um, then we've got Terry Perkins. Mm-hmm. He took part of this robbery on his 67th birthday. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> he was also once in prison for 22 years. Man is 67. Right. And he's already spent a best part of 20 years in prison. Uh, again, he made a big boy name for himself. Uh, criminals liked him and also respected him. Um, and in 1983, he stole six million pounds uh, worth of goods from the Security Express robbery. Um, and after all of that, even after 20 something years in prison, right. he still decided to take his ass back and uh, do this robbery. Um, and he actually mm. even took medication in with him into this robbery because I'm only 67. He's got diabetes and stuff. Oh, so, so. You know, you have ailments, but you have the audacity to be to be <laughs> robbing places. Yeah. He said wealth over health. Okay, I hear that. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> what the fuck? That is really dumb, isn't he? <laughs> that is really dumb. Okay. Okay, cool. Right, then we have um, John Collins, mm. 74. He's got a criminal record of robbery and theft that started all the way back into 1961. Right. <clears throat> and you've also got Danny Jones, 60 years old. Um, and he was classed as in court as the eccentric. He liked to sleep in his mum's dressing gown and a fez hat. Do you know what a fez hat is? I have no idea what a fez hat is. But one thing that I will say, <laughs> yeah, is, is that this whole mummy's boy thing is really pissing me off. What? You understand what I'm saying? Like, I get, you know, love your child. I can't wait to have my son and love him and stuff like that. But I don't know what in the odious complex is going on for him to sit there and be like, yeah, let, let, let me sleep in my mum's nighty. Are you crazy? A big man like you? What are you doing? A big man like you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Excuse my tangent, but I'm just getting sick of, I'm getting sick of, I feel like for the whole week, I've just heard so much mummy boy stuff and I'm just like, yeah, he's a big Stop. man to be doing that anyway. 60 years old, you know. 60 years old and you're sleeping. The mum the is probably not even about anymore, you know. Real yeah, talk. okay, Ed Gein. Go on. Oh, a fez hat is that kind of... 
um, kind of Ottoman era type hat. It's almost like a, this kind of shape, almost like a box type of hat. It's usually kind of red and it has that kind of tassel on top. You've definitely seen it. So the Turkish wear it? Yes. Well, they used to. I don't know if they still wear it now, but yes. it was quite common in yes. Turkish culture. Yes, okay. that's exactly cool. right. Um, he sleeps in that too? Yeah, dog, with his mum's dressing gown. All right, man. Yeah, for real. You know, we, we've got bonnets and this one's got a fez hat. Okay. Yeah, too much is going on. <laughs> really too much is going on. Um, and then another accomplice, uh, well, another accomplice or another um, criminal, <clears throat> his name was Carl Woods. So overall, all these men are old school villains, innit? Right. Very, very much uh, post-war villains. If you really think about, you know, the classic villains of, of London, especially East London, you've got your craze and, and that. Mm-hmm. that. You're thinking about to kind of that era mm-hmm. from like, what, the 50s, 60s, 70s into the 80s. So right. from the oldest one, which is um, Brian Reader, he's 76 in 2015. So he's lived a good life at that point. So, yeah. um yeah, I mean, let's let's get into the deets of what happened. Let's. <clears throat> all right. So, it all starts on Tuesday, the second of April, twenty fifteen, when Brian Reader, the audacity of this man. Brian Reader would be the oldest one. Governor. Governor. Right. Um, for context as well, I also got these sources offline, but also. Mm-hmm. Uh, offline, I online. Really, yeah, <laughs> online. Um, but I also watched the film uh, King of Thieves. Okay. With the bad boy actor, London and English legend Michael Caine. So, anywho's, that's so when you're thinking of Brian Reader, think of the amazing and very talented actor Sir Michael Caine. Big up Michael Caine, bad mm-hmm. boy actor. You know what I'm saying? Defo, bruv. So right, so it all starts on Tuesday, second uh, of April. Brian Reader, he lives in Dartford. And the man said, you know what? Let me take my freedom pass, yeah? Mm. And bought from Dartford to Hatton Garden, right? Mm. If you lot don't live in London, a freedom pass is when you get of age, mm-hmm. you can get, um, you know, a little freeness upon the TFL, right? But the joke of it is, uh, that freedom pass wasn't even my man's. He stole it from someone else. Well, you know, he's got a thief in his blood, isn't it? Bruv, so. man said, I don't even want to hear no Dartford crossing charge. I don't even want to hear no TFL charge. I'm on the I'm on the freedom pass team. So God. he found himself from Dartford and he went all the way down to Hatton Garden, right? Right. My man's there. And then at 8.20 p.m. that night, mm. John Collins, okay, which is, he is, how old did I say that he was? 74. Mm. He pulls up in a big white van, just sort of kind of van that you usually see, like contractors drive. Right. Uh, and him and, and Carl Woods, uh, get out of the van mm. uh, in high-vis jackets to mm. pretend that they're on, like, a gas job, right? Oh, God. So their parts from <laughs> the corner. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then they go and uh, get out of the car with their high-vis, go across the road, and then they start looking at the site that they're about to target, which is 88 to 90 Hatton Gardens, right. which is essentially the security deposit... Um, kind of building for Hatton Garden. Right. Or that's that's who that particular business was serving. So if you need if you had jewelry or you were a jeweler in the area, you put your stuff in this security bo- uh, deposit kind of vault uh, and that, that company will protect it for you. Mm. Cool. So that's so about nine twenty PM uh, that night comes uh and uh another man comes out of the um the same direction. But mm. this time he's got a bin bag on his shoulder. 
right. so that he can block his face from CCTV, which I mean is hard in London. I say yeah. this, we are one of the most surveyed cities in the world. Absolutely, yeah. We've got we more smart are. cameras here in Birmingham have the most smart cameras, if not it, like if not in the in Europe, the the whole world. Yeah, yeah. I've read this before. That yeah. is exactly right. Mm. Um, and I mean, outside of the UK, the only other biggest kind of country slash cities that are surveyed as much as we are mm-hmm. um, is in China and in India. Now, if you think of those populations, yeah, those are incredibly huge populations compared to the UK. Yeah, let alone London. Yeah, right. Um, so it's very, very much of a CCTV thing here. Me, I can't commit crime. One, I've got too much, um, guilt in me. And two, it's just, I'm just, I'm just stupid. Like, I'm just going to be, you're going to be on some sort of CCTV. I'm just but my guy did well. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I can't like I, I couldn't even shoplift when I was younger. <laughs> like, I, I was just the worst. So I would just be like, oh my god, like you know. <laughs> but I just saw something from Primark. That was my my bummy days. I think I was like 14. My name was never that deep, girl. Just incri- I just I just incriminated Ooh, myself. As you well. know what? You were 14. But doesn't okay. the statute limitations run out on me now? Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure the Primark police are not gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> true crime MC. But like, you're 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 fine. You're fine. Oh, for them shit cardigans. You know them ones that used to come down here, down Good. to them them knee length cardigans. And saw we big used to, do you know, do you know now. our kind of swag that we have had, will never come back. Like, and thank God we for that. We never repeat our fashion. Thank we used to God roll around tutus, leg warmers. It's like we were repeating the eighties, and we didn't even look good doing it. It was terrible. It and was bad. I, it was a, I remember it was like a blue cardigan knee length. Then I had blue laces in my hair to match it. Chopper chumps in my in my. Um, what's it called? Like a, a top knot. Then you get them them little plimsolls. Like them plimsolls were like five pound from Primark in it. Then you go get them matching laces. Too much was going on. Anyway. God, remember when we used to slick our hair? Yeah, and like sometimes it would even lift. You know, sometimes I could be swept and put my hands underneath it. God damn you, Nixon, because you were useless. <laughs> terrible <laughs> i used to have all the spots here and you're thinking why is that well done fam, fam. Well, i used to sleep i never used to wash i never used to wash my slicks hair i just used to sleep in it like i'm a mess you used to be crunchy in that <laughs> i'm a um, mess <laughs> yeah cool mm. and he's blocking himself from the cctv mm. he goes into the building through the front door and we're gonna refer to this man as basil yeah okay i'll explain why later okay he goes into the back, he opens the fire escape, which backs out onto a road called Grenville Street. Mm. Again, these are not my ends, so I don't even know what street this is. Um, that that area of London mm. and my pay grades, they're not even... I think that's why I don't know about the, the, the is not talking about. Like... The maths is not mapping to Yeah. <laughs> um, and another, uh, the van pulls up um, in Grenville Street and now starts backing onto where the fire escape has been open and they start mm. bringing in tools and wheelie bins. Bins. Mm. Um, so remember, these men are of age, right? So you're bringing yeah. heavy, heavy machinery and wheelie bins to get into this place. And right. on CCTV, you can see it. You can see that they're struggling a bit because you know they're elderly men at the end of the day. The geriatrics. No <laughs> offense, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to age shame, but the geriatrics, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So they are slightly struggle, struggling. Well, they do carry it down to the basement. All the while. Uh, John Collins is parking the van across the street right. from that site so that he can be lookout. Right. right. So, funny enough, there was actually security guards um, on, on the premises um, that had that showed people around um, 
like ahead of time. Basil then unbolts the back door. He lets um, them through the basement and then two men bring up the lift from the basement up until the second floor. Mm-hmm. And listen to his foolishness. One of the guys then goes into the, the lift shaft and drops down to the ground floor um, where they then are able to force open a metal shutter and open the door um, beside it to disable the alarm. So they bang up this alarm, basically. This is busy. <laughs> like, elderly men dropping down lift shafts. Me, I'm not even going into a lift shaft. You're mad. Neither am I. I don't even like lifts when they stop. I'm afraid of heights, <laughs> and I'm claustrophobic, so you I'm not doing I'm any of them. But <clears> they did it. They smashed up the alarm. Mm. Uh, they then cut the power to a iron security gate. Like, again, there is... Just for, just for context, there's 999 security boxes in this place. Wow. Okay? Mm. So it is... There's a lot of money in this place. In these boxes. Uh, they then slid it open and smashed the lock on the wooden door behind it. So mm. they were able to open it. And then once again, they were able to cut through a um, an iron gate and let um, themselves through it. Right. <clears throat> they then took a power tool and drill through a, a a concrete wall. This concrete wall was half a meter thick, right? What did they drill with? Almost like a tool. It looks a bit like a cylinder. Okay. And I, I believe it goes around like this almost so that it cuts right. through in like in like a circle kind of shape. Or right. Cylinder shape. Right, right, right. Uh, but it, it's, quite a, it's quite a big piece of machinery. It's got like... Um, water and stuff coming through it and it's mm. not something that you know just an everyday person can kind of operate so there's definitely something they probably uh kind of practiced ahead of time mm-hmm. so they took a power tool they drilled through um drilled through the wall um and they actually made three of these holes but only one of them takes half an hour so it took them about an hour and a half to drill mm-hmm. through this wall half a meter thick of, of concrete um and mm. to do that is not easy at all so like i said they probably would have to practice ahead of time now you can see it here mm-hmm. it's like three holes that kind of make up the width of someone's body so essentially you can kind of go through here with your shoulders and then pull yourself through but even even then it was it's hard to get through and only two of the members could um could only get through that and that's um that was danny jones um who used to be an ex uh he used to be a, a marathon runner so he was right. he's quite fit because i'm not feeling through that for obvious reasons uh, listen so. i'm not feeling through that at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's so not gonna work for me <laughs> him and Basil were able to get through um, mm. <clears throat> but however once they get through the open is blocked by a metal cabinet right right and the only thing they the only thing they had to push through was this particular tool right mm-hmm. meanwhile the damaged security alarm somehow is still works a little bit and sends an, a text message to security to say yo someone's breaking into the safe no deposit <laughs> Yeah. May I also ask you that when this was occurring, were there any hostages or... No. So this was a smooth, like... No. So around what time did this occur? Um, well, at, at night time. Yeah, what, what time did they, yeah, did this they was, do this, this was, heist? I mean, like I said, that they pulled up at like 8, 8.20. 8, you did say. Um, right. By the time the other guys popped up, that was ni- 20 past 9. So we're looking at, I would say about 10, 11 o'clock now. Mm. Um... And so, yeah, they call, they, they, uh, the security card is alerted, but through some like act of God, mm. there is a breakdown of communication and the police don't actually turn up at the, wow. at the, at Hatton Garden, right? 
So the security guard is like, cool, all right, no problem. I'll go down there and have a little look-see myself. He bops down there and he looks at the at the security place and he's like, oh, the door's fine. There's not a mad noise in there. Bet, I'm out. So man, he actually goes no and checks, way. but no he doesn't way. hear them downstairs and he's like, all right, cool. I done my job. I'm out here. He probably had motive that night. He's probably thinking there's Netflix to be, to be watching. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like to me, yeah, <laughs> if you hear a thud or something like that and you're working somewhere where it's high tech security and you go downstairs and, you know, you peek your head and you think everything looks good regardless of what you've heard. Yeah. Like, you're just thinking, you know, I, I don't get paid that much. I'm, Do you I'm, know what I mean? It's not my problem. I don't really care. Wage, darling, sweetie, I'm out of here. But can you imagine that? But then there's a whole lot of them, like, like against him like i'm so glad that nothing kind of happened to him yeah that's one man against a whole these people are armed and dangerous like i mean yeah crazy. armed and dangerous 70 year olds but armed and dangerous <laughs> still armed and dangerous okay they can, they can still swing a machete okay it's like, true they have power tools and they did it they did it well so shout out to these lot listen these, these are men are using a, these men are using a cylinder for for a vault like they're picking it up listen they, they could did, throw they hands you know what? I, I've got a, I've got a, a little bit Yikes. of respect for them still. I can't even lie. Can you imagine your granddad doing that? Shout out to my granddad, man. <laughs> Listen, you've you've lived life, Dag. You've been through a lot of fam. Live live your life, cause bruv, the Lord's gonna call you back real soon. So you know, do what you need to do. So any whoozles, right? So the he's like, alright, cool. He he bops off while these lot are enjoying downstairs. Oh, no, not enjoying. <laughs> so he's like, all right, cool. Y'all be safe now, you hear? So he's out. Mm. But this metal cabinet that they run into, mm. the tool that they have now breaks. And they're like, bruv, we can't knock down the, the, the metal cabinet. Yeah. Right. So we're like, bruv, we're going to have to come back the next day. So they leave. They all leave. And they're like, you know what? We're going to have to go get the next tool. But OG Brian Reader's like, nah, dog. He's like, I've even... We've done all of this. Yeah, he's We've like, researched this for three years. We're staying put. Like, right. Well, you would like to say he's staying put. He didn't even say that. He said, brother, <laughs> you lot, good luck to you lot. I'm ducking out. He ducks. He don't even come back. <laughs> so <laughs> Easter Saturday comes and John Collins and Danny Jones uh, jump into Danny Jones's uh, white Mercedes. No. And they go shopping for this new tool. On Holy Easter Saturday, you know, instead of you to go to church, you're over here getting tools to go and ro- do robberies. It's you know, he was like, Jesus gave up his life for our sins, but that's not my problem. Let me get my money. You know, <laughs> you know that I mean? has nothing to do with me. Um, so they go to shopping tools. Uh, they go to a DIY place. Mm. Um, I want to say Machine Mart, but don't mm-hmm. get me, don't quote me on that. Okay. And they go and find a, a hydraulic ram in broad ass daylight in Twickenham okay they drive around the area to ensure that they haven't been discovered they go back to Hatton Gardens have a little look-see they haven't been discovered but then when they're getting back to getting ready to go back in Carl Wood is like oh hell no I'm not going back in there so Carl Wood also is like bye so now Brian's out and Carl Wood is also like out and how many people are left now um so we're left with uh John Collins Danny Jones and Terry Perkins, three of them. They were just like, get your money by all means. Like, I want to be the next Jay- Danny Richard Jones Branson. Danny Jones said, I've been on this laptop for three years. I am an elderly man. I don't know how to use no Mac OS. He's like, all my life I had to fight. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I don't want to hear your crap. He was like, I'm um, getting my money. <laughs> 
So they go in um, and they knock. They do knock over this 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 mat this massive metal cabinet. Mm. But when police discover it, mm-hmm. it looks like a madness. They've obviously panicked. Done it really really quickly. No, everything's uh, all over the place. There's diamonds, jewels, gems, everything everywhere, and only seventy three drawers out of the 99 nine, sorry 999 deposit boxes were actually opened right out of them 73 boxes yeah and that's when i say that there's big money in Hatton garden 73 boxes out of 999 was 43 mil so <laughs> so it's a lot of money Oof, yeah but yeah. they ensured there was no forensics left remember i said no forensics left and there's wow. no cameras or no witnesses so they were goody so back to this white Mercedes. Right. So a young detective now, listen, they've, they've taken their money. They're thinking, you know, we're out of here. They're, div- they're like divvying up the, the, the loot. Give me the loot, as Travis would say. <sighs> so silly. Um. <laughs> so silly. It's not so goofy. And <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like looking on, looking on like CCTV and obviously trying to find these people. Mm. She goes on CCTV. She finds this white Mercedes. Mm. Um, and then she notices um, Danny Jones' white Mercedes. Right. Um, so they see Danny Jones and John Collins in this car and they start to kind of pin things together, string things together in that way. Right. So they used, uh, ANPR, which is the automatic, like kind of number plate recognition system that they have more time. I think they're the blue kind of cameras you see. Okay. And they're the ones that can kind of like get the, get the number plate and literally just kind of like trace where this number plate has been all over ends essentially. Okay. Um, so they noticed that through the ANPR, they were able to get the tools on the second day of the raid. Mm. And police also found the white Mercedes parked outside uh, John Collins' house in uh, Islington. It's not looking good. Is it, it ain't looking it's good. It's not looking really. good. <laughs> uh, so they got they like I said, they saw him and Danny Jones in the car. Mm. And they've linked it back to the DIY shop. Mm. The car's been placed outside. Phone records are now telling them, hey, they were on the phone to Terry Perkins. Hotline blinging. <laughs> Listen, they started more more surveillance, uh, and then they find out that they've been meeting with our OG, the governor Brian Reader, right. in a North London pub. And uh, you know what? I do right. love our older generation. Listen, I'm a I'm a child of of um you know immigrants. I'm you know I love my I love my grandparents. Right. But this is sometimes where technology kits their asses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've driven your own whip to the DIY store. You've, you haven't wiped nothing from your laptop. Yeah. You've been doing research this for three years, right? Like you're using your own phone to have these type of convos. There's no burner phone. There's no nothing. They're using yeah. like their iPhone 12 or whatever. Yeah. Like to really have these in-depth convos thinking, yeah, they'll never be caught. Rookie mistakes. And it is, it is. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you up, but um, I believe that this is how a lot of people, like they mess up. Mm. They seem to forget that smartphones are still, you know, there's a word smart in it, you know, and it's for a reason. And even with things like laptops, even if you try to delete a thread or a conversation, it will always stick. Of like course. It will always stick there. Do you know what I mean? So of it's course. like, if you want to commit the perfect crime, you know, pay for, f- no, I don't know. Actually, fuck it. Like, pay for things with cash. Of you course. Know, don't use an Uber, use a cab. Like, you know, you know use a brick phone. Like, if, if you're going to be smart, like, about, like, committing the perfect crime, you can't be using no Androids. You can't be using no iPhones. But since you know? if, you're, if you're committing crimes back from the <clears throat> 60s, darling, you're not yeah. thinking about iClouds. Try and, try yeah. and explain iCloud and that to your parents alone. It's long, Dag. Try and explain that to a 70 I still don't something. think my mum understands. 
and I'm, 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 I'm going to explain like, on five times. I pressed times. something, like, what have you pressed now? I didn't do nothing. Yes, you did. But you know you'll come, <laughs> yes, yeah? You, did. you know you'll come, and you know that she's pressed something. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, don't lie, please. Come on, man. And shout out to our parents, because, you know, they, they are pretty good with the technology, because they didn't grow up with that. But could you imagine yeah. that? Tenfold, you know? Yeah. Elderly people. So they have no idea. Bless yeah. their little hearts. So essentially... And one of the sources I was I was looking up on, they mm. literally said they were basically analog criminals in a digital world. They yeah. just they were using the old tactics, but it just wasn't it wasn't ready for 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 life post Apple post Steve Jobs. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So the ringleaders. Um. Sorry. Sorry. They also uh, followed these parts to the pub. Like I said, they were meeting up with Brian Reader mm-hmm. and they and police surveillance. They were in the pub, obviously undercover, and mm-hmm. I could hear them boasting about the about the um, robbery. And Terry Perkins even demonstrated how how they did it using the the oh, tool and everything. You know, give them a couple of Stella Artois and, and you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're saying they got into actors. you know, you probably got drunk and literally try and tell Brian what he'd missed Ridiculous. out on. So the ringleaders also employed other people, including Billy the Fish, which I find jokes because he used to work at Billingsgate. <laughs> You're a fool. <laughs> why? You're Ethan so is silly. So funny. Like, why are you calling Billy the Fish? You're so silly. Uh, he stored the the loot at um at his house for them immediately after the robbery, and also a plumber friend called Hugh Doyle. He also let them use uh his workshop to do the exchange of the um of the loot. Give me the loop. I can't. I can't stop here. You're I'm so sorry. silly. She's so goofy, I'm sorry. Guys. She's so goofy. Um, <laughs> Don't mind her. But six weeks after that, they carried out a series of raids. Mm. Police, obviously, the Met, and arrested the suspects, and they found millions of pounds worth of jewel and money around their houses. And I found it very funny because there's a screenshot of, of like, not a screenshot, a picture of their house of these, like, night bags, all this money, and there's just about like, bare little bags. But, like, the juxtaposition is checked. God, <laughs> like guys, you got meals now. You don't have to shop at Lidl anymore. It's okay, it's okay. Yeah, man, you got to stick to but you listen, that's how the rich stay rich. Okay, they said no waitress for me, bitch. Um, no, not yet, man. <laughs> um, and then at one house, they even had forensics for dummies. Do you know that yellow book, which is like the dummies series, and you used to have you have like maths for dummies, science for dummies, oh, yeah, 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 forensics for dummies, yeah, criminology yeah. for dummies. So yeah. he had this book in his house, but you know what they did well? They didn't need any forensics there. But I think it's the mouth that got them caught i mean 100 percent. you man are bragging in a pub about how you guys committed the perfect robbery you know mm-hmm. so yeah you know, you're bound to you're bound to get caught people you know people talk yeah exactly um and yeah it's just essentially they tried to commit a a, a massive you know crime mm. and they did really well with it but at the end of the day these things aren't the same as as your heyday darling it's not the 80s anymore man there's too many things that are traceable these days if you're gonna do that you got to be using your burners. I mean, yeah, 100%. I think, you know, in East London, um, from what I would read about regarding these criminals was that nothing was safe. Butchers would get robbed. Banks mm-hmm. would get robbed. Shops would get robbed. Like, mm-hmm. And there was not really much that you could do about it. It was kind of like word of mouth. Everyone knows who, who, who it was. But there was so much intimidation mm-hmm. that you could literally just get away with, you know, anything. But nowadays, it's just... All you got to do is really call the police. And if the police are really on your side, all they have to do is, you know, phone towers. That's why when people are like, I was never there at the place scene of the crime. But, you know, you you live in Stratford, but the phone tower is showing that you were in fucking Ilford. <laughs> like, you can't get away with it nowadays. No. Nah. 
So yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> so, oh, right. So, mm. in March 2016, mm-hmm. John Collins, um, Danny Jones, and Terry Perkins all pleaded gu- uh, guilty to conspiracy to commit. Uh, I'm say commit murder. Uh, read too many murders. Murder uh, on your mind. <laughs> Whoa, that sounded like waiting for tonight. <laughs> I used to really love that song. Oh, I don't even like Jennifer Lopez. I don't even know what I'm doing. Sorry, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> carry on. Um, and they were, uh, so uh, pleaded guilty to uh, conspiracy to commit burglary and they mm. were each given a seven year prison term. Okay. Um, Carl Wood was also found guilty of conspiracy and was sentenced to seven years. Um, seven years. I'm sorry. I don't know if you can see the faces that I'm pulling, but seven years. Yeah. But the thing is, you got a deep though. No one was hurt. No, I know. I know. I know it's fuck race, but, but no one was hurt. Affluent, like they didn't. Okay. They didn't. They didn't hurt anybody. They didn't kill anybody. Okay. No one was. No one was literally like banged up. Nothing. Yeah. So it's just. It literally. They just. It's the the, the money essentially that they they stole, or the 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 jewels that were worth so much. Um, yeah. And That's Brian Reader. Uh, the governor was also sentenced to six months and three, sorry, six years and three months in prison. So six years, I mean, due to be released next year or, or like already. Um, so from prison, Danny Jones wrote that he wanted to give the loot back and, and make amends to his loved ones. You know, he was really apologetic. Right. Uh, but also after obviously the deal that if he did so, you know, Belmarsh might allow him to, to go out and, you know, be free. Mm-hmm. So they so Belmarsh did allow him to go and fa- show them where the, the rest of the money was, right? Mm. And it was in North London Cemetery under a graveside plaque. A man took up a plaque of someone's grave and put the loot underneath it. That's first of all, that's disrespectful. That's not someone's grave, man. Like, come on. Um, but there are two bags <laughs> hidden underneath there, and they asked him, like, are you, "Is that it? Yeah, is that is that all?" And he's I like, "Yeah, man, that's it. all." But what he didn't know is that the police had bugged the cars, the cars from long time, and he, they knew. And they already done found two other massive bags that he also oh, no. <laughs> that he also he also uh, he also kept in the cemetery. Oh, so no. it was it's a bit peak for him. What was the point? I know, but again, analog criminals in a digital world. It was not happening for them. And he was and he 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 was writing all these letters and he just said he couldn't understand why, you know, you know, elderly people were being held in such a high security prison. If you don't know, Belmarsh is a very high security prison in South London. Um, and he even wrote to the Archbishop of Canterbury for what? <laughs> to say, to say, like, help us, you know, like we're old people, we're kept in these conditions and rare tear tear. Okay. Um, but you know, the the Archbishop was just not down for it, Doug, and he was just like, "I'm sorry, you got wrapped up in this, man. We'll pray for you." So, <laughs> and as he should, because what you need to understand that regarding, um, man, we'll pray for you in Sunday service. Like regarding. Uh, <laughs> I believe in equal treatment for everyone. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I don't want people in prison to be getting slapped up and punched up unless you deserve to be there and you were a murderer or a rapist or something like that. But it's like, listen, you committed a crime. Yeah. I don't know whether you thought that they were going to roll out the red carpet for you just because of your age. Yeah. You, were you thinking about your age when you were committing big man crimes like that? You have to Absolutely remember not. as well, they're also career criminals. These are these are people that the police at first even thought that, you know, they'd stopped, stopped being criminals or they might have even passed on. Mm. We got to remember too, uh, one of these guys had also been acquitted of murder for an undercover police officer. The police are not trying to give them any sort of 
you know, like compassion like that. But I feel like with things like that, because he got acquitted for that crime, he probably thinks he's invincible. Yeah. That's what you need to understand. And this is the thing with the UK judicial... No, not just the UK. This is what I feel like with the judicial system overall. Mm. It's like when you allow someone to slide, like they're going to sit there and think, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Mm. And it's a God's honest truth. They'll be thankful. Like, oh my God, I'm not guilty, blah, blah. But you know, months are going to go by. You know, mm. years are going to go by and they're going to be like, well, you know, I bust that case, like... I I can do whatever I want. Like, give people the right kind of sanctions. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're not learning. Definitely. And here you get out in half the time. So these men have got... I don't even know if they're out, actually, because he did get six years, but he could could have been out. But to Mm. my knowledge, he isn't. Um, Mm. After the raid, um, unfortunately, um, the safety deposit company did go into, um, into liquidation because... Only local craftsmen trusted them to to keep their stuff safe now. Damn. And they actually were a small business that had served the industry for the best part of 70 years. Oh, no. That is horrible. Honestly, some of the jewellers that had their jewels stored in that place had some of their life's work in there, gone. Um, and they say the amount of money that was stole, stolen from there, they've only actually um, received um, about a, a third back. Overall, they believe it could have been up to a value of about 14 mil and they only um, recovered about three or four. Some of the jewels are still at large. Some of the money is still at large. And there was a 20 re- uh, grand reward for Basil, which I uh, understand as the Basil stood for the best alarm. What does the S stand for? System. Yeah, let's say system. Okay. But essentially, it was the guy that's doing it. He said the best alarm system in London, B-A-S-L-L, mm. Basil. That's why they called him Basil. So no one knew who this guy was. But then there was a 20, 20K reward for this guy, Basil, because mm. all now they couldn't find him. Yeah. Mm. But then two years ago, 15th of March, 2019, Michael Seed was found guilty of burglary and conspiracy um, to burgle and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Um, right, and also he got um an eight years on top of that, uh, for them to run uh concurrently, and they were eight, that was eighteen years overall. So, how did he get caught? Ah, good question. They said that there was apparently a very distinct way that he would walk, and they oh, eventually no. matched matched it up. And in can o- you imagine? Fam. How can your walk get you in trouble? What the fuck? Fam. And in October 2020, he was ordered to pay six million in damages or face an additional se- uh, seven years in prison. Well, you're not paying for that, so, so, yeah, so you're going to do seven years. Like. Okay, so he's probably looking at a good 25. Um, and Damn. My well, I love, guess you're not the best alarm system in London then. I really want, I need to remember what it, was, it stood for because this is really getting on my nerves. But I, and I had it as well. <laughs> but essentially that is the hat and garden uh robbery of 2015 thank you so much for that one of um course. that was great i had so much fun with that I um too. if i know that old people can get into it like that then i'm obviously doing something wrong mm-hmm. um i'm clearly lazy and i just need to do better <laughs> listen it's just best that we stay on the state the straight and narrow babes. Oh, of course, of course. But do you know what it is? When I hear about things like that, it's um channel your energy into something else. You know? Because mm. even the, the governor guy, when you're sitting there and you were telling me that um, you know, he was apologetic and he wanted to get out of um jail quicker and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and he's talking about his family. Things like that upset me because it's like you weren't thinking about your family when you were doing what you were doing. 
Exactly. You know, you had the dollar signs and you were just like, I just want to do this. And unfortunately, there's so much wasted years behind, like in jail. Mm. Um, and I feel like a lot of like criminals, they can be very selfish. Yeah. Because you're just thinking about yourself. You're just thinking, well, in the long run, yes, you are thinking about everyone else if it was the perfect crime. But what if it isn't the perfect crime? No. That Danny you Jones know? guy, he said, oh, I'm ready to make amends with my family and this, that and the other. And then you still had the audacity to lie. Because he said that that was all that was in the cemetery. Obviously not knowing that the police has already discovered the other um, gems that were hidden. How can you so, be so dense? Like, I'm sorry. Listen, like... they're ready to do that. Remember, some man of these men in these stories, some of them have served 22 um, years in prison. Prison is light work to them. So they're probably thinking, listen, let me serve my years. And then when I get out, I will go and pick up the, the thing from the cemetery and I will still live my life calmly. But I think with stuff like that, like he was bound to give the money back anyways, because a lot of when crimes that are committed are like money and jewelry involved and mm. stuff like that, um, they can end up stalking you for up to five years. Yeah, that's they true. know you're a liar. They like they you know like they know that something is up. So you you could end up being like looked at for years, and you could just think, oh, straight when I'm at, I'm gonna get that twenty mil, and I'm even no, it doesn't work like that. Like mm. you committed a crime in an affluent place, and they want their money back. Listen, so some people really do, and a lot of these jewelry makers as well. You gotta remember that not everybody is is the most affluent person just because yeah. their thing is in you know. Hand God, and a lot of people have really, really worked really, really hard, like for their whole lives, to be able to, you know, sell their bespoke pieces. And yeah. you man just ran up in it, and to this day, we don't know where the majority of it is. It could be in skirting boards, it could be you know underground, it could be in lofts, it could be you know oh, anywhere. Gone. So, oh, that's babes, that's gone. If you're smart enough, you've you've hidden it with a with a with someone else that you know and trust, and you go and get that. But, that's true. Hmm. Any us? That is Hatton start the Hatton Garden burglaries. Oh and my god! Thank you again. That was that was fun. Of course. Thank you again. I'm sorry that I took so long. I don't want don't us to have to rush through yours. No, we won't. We won't. Um, so I, I will be doing one of the largest robberies committed in British history. Ooh, yes, I took- I'm excited. I'm excited too. I took a leaf out of your book mm-hmm. and um, put the Wikipedia, Kent Live News, and This Day in History Ooh, as sources. Oh, you're referencing today, honey. God, yes. You're putting that first <laughs> to use. Fuck off. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, let's get started. All right, let's do it. In the early morning hours of February 21, 21st, 2006, mm. a gang of at least six men, some of them armed, stole 53 million pounds from Securitas Bank Depot in Kent, Great Britain. It was the largest theft in British history. Um, There were over 30 people involved in this robbery. Yeah. They said gang gang. They said, said, listen, we're all finna eat. Okay? (laughs) Little brother, (laughs) sister, uh, we're all finna eat. And the elderly people back into it this time. (laughs) Is there any elderly people in this one? I Should don't I let think you get so. Damn. No, I, 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 I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. So let's talk about the incident at hand. Mm-hmm. The manager of Securitas Depot was called Colin Dixon, mm-hmm. and he was driving his silver Nissan Almera or Almera, I don't know, on the A20, on the A249 
At about 6.30, he was pulled over just outside of Stockbury, a village northeast of Maidstone in Kent, okay. by what he thought was an unarmed police car due to flashing blue lights from behind the front grill. So he's thinking, okay, I'm getting stopped. Like, so let me pull to the side and whatnot. So a man approached him in high visibility clothing and Dixon got into the other car, whereupon he was handcuffed. Yeah. <laughs> I think, do you know what it is? To pull a heist, that is smart. Because yeah, naturally, is. like, here's how you need to see it. Like, you see someone that's going to, like, come at you with stuff like that. Now that we're smart, we'll be like, okay, can we see your credentials? Like, blah, blah, blah. I think a lot of people, naturally, they just see that sort of uniform and they're like, well, why would that person lie to me? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And unfortunately, that's how a lot of people end up in hot water. That's how a lot of people pretend to be police officers and end up being hurt. Like, yeah. it's unfortunate. We always think trust the police, basically. So why would someone lie? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and Dixon got into the other car, whereupon he was handcuffed. He was driven west on the M20 motorway to the West Mauling Bypass. If I'm saying anything wrong, I do apologise. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Thank you. <laughs> Where he was tied up and transferred into a white van, which took him to a farm in Staplehurst. Oh, no. You see, this is why I, I don't like to do jobs that, like, impact anybody or that yeah. anybody really wants. Mm. Because people will just be targeting you. You'll just yeah. be doing your job and everything, thinking, oh, I'm just transporting this money. Or I'm trans-. You know, like those Selco vans and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, or Selco I prison, do actually. Them. But you know the ones that carry... I know what you're trying to say. The people carry- that deposit the money... Yeah, or take the money. Uh, yeah. Hell no. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, nah, those are definitely that. jobs that I wouldn't want to do. It's like. not It's not for me to be losing my money for for, for this Bank of England. My, no, sorry. It's not for me to be losing my life for Bank no, of it's, England. It's hell not nah. worth... Do, do you know what? I feel like... I get everyone wants to be the hero and things like this. And sometimes they try to intervene and try to fight back and mm. stuff like that. But the only thing that you will basically get is a pat on the back and maybe a badge of honour. Isn't it? But Hell that's on. not going to fix your PTSD. That's not going to fix your trauma. That's not going to fix um, how you may have felt in that situation. Yeah. Because with, with me, like, not to get personal, but growing up, I basically... The reason that's why I conduct myself the way I conduct myself was because when I was young, I was very powerless. Mm. Like... And people used to, like, play on that. So now I got older, I was like, no one can fuck with me. Yeah. So when it comes to a job like that, like, when it comes to something like that, there's no way that I would feel like someone is sunning me yeah. or reducing me to be something small and I'm just going to get a pat on the back for it. Hell no. Do you know what I'm... Like, I'm not doing that. Fuck that. Fuck that. If I'm going to go down for a business, it best be my business, boy. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> if I'm going to go down for something, you're going to hear that it was, like... My friends that I consider family or my kids. Mm. Other than that, I ain't got time for that shit. You know that, that. Like, for what? For real. For what? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> they'll, they'll be like, oh, give me all the money. I'll be like, you're absolutely right. Take it. Give me the loot. I need to stop this. <laughs> I really love it, though. I really love Travis Scott. <laughs> I can't. You're a fool. Like, oh, I can't with you. She's so silly. Imagine hey, if that's not what he's actually saying in the song. I think it is what he's saying in Sacramento. I always say, give me the loot. But you know what? Sometimes I've been saying things wrong because, you know, T Pain, yeah? You know, buy you a drink. <laughs> go, go in, go so on. it's like, let me buy you a drink. You know how we go, ooh, wee. Apparently it's and then or and when or something like that. And I've just been singing it wrong do. for the rest of my life. That's like that, that um, are you Ellie? I, okay. no, I always it's, knew that he nah, was. Nah, I always nah. knew. It was, it's Stop are it. you ready? No, it's not. Yes, it no, it's not. I always knew that she was spelling out. Oh, God, you guys. What's my name? Are you ready? True stories. 
I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> so at the same time, Dixon's wife, the guy that was taken hostage, and their eight-year-old son were being taken hostage at their home in Hearn Bay mm. after they answered the door to men dressed in police uniforms. Again, you think you're going to trust the police. The men claimed that Dixon had been involved in a car accident before abducting the two and holding them at the Staplehurst farm with the manager. So I think all three of them were together now. Okay. Dixon was told at gunpoint that failure to cooperate will put him and his family in danger. Poor baby. At around 1am on Wednesday, the 22nd of February. So this is the next day, 2006. Dixon, his wife and his son were taken in a white van to the Securitas Depot in Tonbridge. I feel like these people were proper look... They must have been stalking these people. For like real. time. Do you For know real, what I mean? of course. Like, their whereabouts. This is messed up. Yeah, it's not nice messed at all, up, boy. You know, in Tonbridge. Upon being let in by Dixon, a member of the gang forced staff at gunpoint to open the gates to admit the van and other vehicles. The gang members' faces were hidden by balaclavas and they were armed with handguns, shotguns, Hmm. AK-47 assault hey. rifles and scorpion submachine guns. Now, I don't even know what a scorpion, a scorpion so submachine, a submachine gun. So a scorpion is a huge gun and they make it in Czechoslovakia. I think I'm saying it properly. Yeah. So hopefully I'm saying it properly. It's very hard to get by those guns, especially in this UK. So they came like... No, they came with, they with came with problem. They came with the problem. Do you yeah, understand what I'm saying? For like, real. It's messed Sometimes up. Sometimes just put, like, just goes into French in it. So you just have to bear with her. <laughs> Monet understands. I don't care, man. Monet understands. Maybe in her past life, but I don't know. Monet understands, isn't it? She's got a French face, so I don't know. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> the family of 14 members of staff were tied up and locked um, in the cash cages. The gang filled a 7.5 ton white Renault lorry with 53 million, 100,060. No, okay, Ooh. listen. Just 53 million in it. I'm not even going to write. I'm not doing that. Just round it up. <laughs> exactly. 54 million. I ain't got time for that. Okay. So, okay. So, 50, okay, let's say 53 or 54 million. Yeah. Um, in used and unused Bank of England sterling banknotes, another one hundred and fifty-four million pounds would not fit in the lorry and was left behind when the gang departed at around two fifteen. Damn, can't even fit in the lorry, man. Yeah, imagine a whole lot of bands. In it, can you imagine? Bands that make her dance. I really need to stop this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm famous. I'm just Bands make her dance. Bands make her dance. Their cheeks clapping. And and they they it. E, 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 e. <laughs> okay, stop. Okay, we'll stop. Okay. Sorry. That um, at hand. <laughs> so at 3.15, staff triggered an alarm which called the police. The hostages were all unharmed but shaken, naturally, I can imagine. The Bank of England was reimbursed £25 million by Securitas the same day and assured the public that Securitas would not make up any additional losses. This theft was deemed as a well-thought-out plot, and it was. It sounds like it, though. It, it was. It was. I don't know how long they took, like, to, to kind of do the plot, but it was well-thought-out. No, definitely. Definitely. So let's get in the investigation bag let's and let's get see what into happened. it. <laughs> so the following day, on mm. Thursday the 23rd of February 2006... Securitas and their insurers offered a reward of two million pounds for any information about this heist, mm. which Crime Stoppers stated 
was the largest reward ever offered in the UK. Well, if it was the largest bank robbery, naturally they're gonna like you know reward you. But I would start you know? coming up with all sorts of things that I saw. You know, I, just I don't even care. Shit, I ain't never been to Tunbridge, but me, I'll start talking. <laughs> 20, I 20 mil, the last bro. time I was in Kent, bro. Like, hey, I was looking at my dog, bro. Like, <laughs> are you the scorpion girls? I, I saw. Like, what the scorpion was? I what? saw. Like, do you know what? Yeah, they were they were handling them arms next door to me. Yeah. I saw the AK forty seven when I was taking out the bins. Mm-hmm. Give me the two million. <laughs> Where did I get twenty million from? Um, give me two million. Sorry, the reward was two million. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I'm, still, I'm still doing it. I'm still, I'm still whistling. Two for, million for two pounds million. as a as a reward. Definitely. Yeah, I'm singing like a canary. I am becoming a certified yeah, cheese eater. Do you understand me? Like, oh my, I am a rat. You think Takashi's bad? Oh my days. <laughs> I'll show you what cheese eater is. Fam. I'll just tell you. Yeah, you just you have to run it up, man. For real. <laughs> I'm so silly. But, <laughs> so Kent police said that um the heist had been meticulously planned by organized crime and that at least 20 million pounds had been stolen possibly as much as 50 million pounds by the evening of the 23rd of february two arrests had been made in forest hill south london okay a man aged 29 and a woman aged 31 back to south boy it always comes back to south i do love me some south though i'm sorry Home to the finest men. You know, that's right. <laughs> so, a man aged 29 and a woman aged 31 were detained at separate houses on suspicion of conspiracy to commit robbery. A okay. third person, a 41-year-old woman, was arrested at a branch of the Portman Building Society in Bromley on suspicion of handling stolen goods. Mm. Also, on the Thursday, police discovered a number of the vehicles involved in the robbery, including a former parcel force van thought to have been used in the abduction of Colin Dixon and his family, which was fat. I need to use more commas, which was fat. Cause I'm like, <gasps> right now. <laughs> I can't. It's okay. <laughs> which was found abandoned at the hook and hatchet pub in the village of Hucking near Maidstone. Okay. okay. Let me tell you something. Destroy the cars. Destroy the cars. Why do we, we need to find everything? Why do we need to find abandoned vehicles? Like, Destroy the car. But you know what? Actually, saying that. Sorry, go to mm. go back to go back to my murder. I need to get mud off the brain. To go back to my story, though, mm. you know that van that they pulled up with Hatton Garden. All mm. now they haven't found it. They found them. They, they obviously tra- traced the Mercedes, but all now they don't know where that that van is. You can get rid of the Okias. You just didn't do a good enough job of it. Exactly. Do you, like what I'm assuming is with that then, and which is why I believe that that jewelry will never be recovered. Mm. Is is that basically they knew where to hide that van? They've okay. even hidden it somewhere. Um underwater or you know they've destroyed it for car parts but they know where that jewelry is mm-hmm. they, they know where that jewelry is Mano. Mm-hmm. and no one's getting off that lightly i'll tell you that now i but, hope I, um, i'm gonna start digging up cemeteries boy start trying my luck that's fucked up <laughs> okay ed gein <laughs> this is the second time i've had to use ed fucking gein we need to do his story at one point though <sighs> I he mean, it's, me been, it's been told so many times, but... He makes me yeah, sick. He just makes me so sick. Yeah, he, what oh, a disturbing God. a disturbing character. It's, he's just such a piece of shit. Like, God damn. Oh, God. But yeah, um, so it was... Um, so the Parcel Force van was found near Maidstone. Mm-hmm. Dixon's Nissan Elmira, or Elmira, I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong, was found in a car park of the Cock Horse Pub in, Del- in Detling, a Volvo S60 and a red Vauxhall Vectra, the cars believed to have been mocked up as police cars, were found near Leeds Castle. The next day, 
on February the 24th, Friday, metal cages thought to have been used to transport money were recovered in a field near Detling. I'm not saying... Detling. There you go. You say Detling. Ding-a-ling. You nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Police recovered a white Ford Transit van from the car park of the Ashford International Hotel after a tip-off from the member of the public. The van and its contents were removed for forensic examination and on February the 26th, 2006, it was announced that the van contained £1.3 million along with guns, balaclavas and body armour. So let me tell you something. So police, they they recovered the the Fordium in a car park after a tip-off from the member of the public. I'm sorry. Um, I'd I'd be looking in the van. I'd be taking what I need to take. And I'd be going about my business. You know, that's right. Yeah, I ain't got no business fuck? with I'm sorry, I ain't got no business with the police. Let me just go mm. and get what I need to get. But again, the CCTV thing. You're just going to incriminate yourself now. In 2006. Listen, it was Pixel, okay? Mm. Like, you could have gotten away with it back then. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. Like, why do things like this happen to other people and it can't happen to me? And it was my blessing, boy. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> but on the evening of Sunday, the 25th of February, forensic teams and armed police officers raided the house of Leah Russia and Jet Mayor Book Papa in Southborough near Tunbridge Wells while neither were at home. In it's Russia's very out of ends. It's very out of ends because I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> In Russia's house, police discovered shotgun shells and hand-drawn plans of the depot. On the afternoon of the next day, Kent police challenged Russia and Book Papa on the street in Tankerton, near Whitstable. They fled a blue BMW 3 Series coupe. The car was halted. Some witnesses say police marksmen shot out a tyre, while others say a stinger device was used. No idea what that is. The driver and another man were arrested. On the 27th of February, two individuals were detained by police in the Greenwich area of London by armed officers. Mm. The following day, the white 7.5-ton Renault Midlam lorry, believed to have been used to transport the stolen money, was recovered by police. The same day, Kent police raided Elderton Farm in the Staplehurst area, conducting extensive forensic Let's try that again. Conducting (laughs) extensive forensic searches of the surrounding land and buildings and seizing vehicles. Mm -hmm. Sorry, this is quite long. (laughs) Go ahead. Oh, no, it's not. (laughs) We are. On Thursday, the 2nd of March, police raided a car yard in Welling and discovered £7 million in cash. Raw. Yep. On the same day, three people appeared no, at Maidstone. Sorry. What's up, babe? How can you have seven mil just lying around? I'm but I'm burying seven mil in the depths of hell, you know. That's why when I said that they <laughs> discovered the car, like I don't think these people were very bright. Yeah. But then saying that if me and you were to do a robbery, it would just be a mess. <laughs> I think yeah. If me if me and you were to do a robbery, yeah. Like I'm just I'm just really dopey. Like I'm just I'm I'm really dopey. Like, you know, knowing me, like guys, I'm just really dopey. Like, pick another person. Like, don't pick me if you were to call me up and say, Oh, let's do a heist, because I'll be like, you know, okay. 
we do it successfully, probably on Snapchat, like, not me, um, not me rubbing <laughs> not a bag. Me. <laughs> it's the money heist for me, like, what? Not me and my like, that's the hotel bag, like, what? Do you understand, like, um, girl, Mm-mm. I'm too dopey for the thing. I'm too dopey, so. <laughs> It's a, like, it's a hard pass. Don't holler at me. Uh, cool, I won't. <laughs> but I can, can I have some? You know, some of the money. Yes. So. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck she thinks she's like. She's no, you know what? I'll, I'll give it to you to hide still. You're quite good at stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. I'll give that's it to true. you to hide. You're good with that. East London has taught you well. I don't know if that's a dig. <laughs> like, she's from Harrow, so. Wow, no, what we're not going to do is, like, is hot on my ears. Uh-uh. Like, we're not doing that. Like, uh-uh. like who the fuck is from Harrow? Uh-uh. <laughs> like, uh-uh. Shout out anyways. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Like, okay, like, so you know what? You don't want me to start beating you up on this, on this podcast. Go, really you, if, do you want to go, you want to trade barbs? You want to go head to head? Cindy, do you want to go head to head with me you with the go stories that to... you told me? Do you want to go head yeah, retract with the, your statement. Wait, with go the, with the story. stories that you told me as well. You want to go head to head? Cindy. All right, let's go, man. Cindy, I'll finish you on it. I'll finish you. Look, I'll take my ears off right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll finish you I'll on it. I'll take my sliders off right now. And we'll go head to head back and forth. Cindy. Okay, I love me some East London. No East London slander, bitch. Cindy. No East there's, London there's slander. Some, there's, some, there's some stories that you've told me. You know what? Actually, you know what? Yes, okay, I'm from I'm from Northwest, yeah. But let me mm. tell you something. No, are you not? Harrow, Northwest is a different situation as it is anyway. But <clears> Harrow, <throat> let me say something about East London. I went to East London for simple college. Simple college, yeah, with this girl. Why is a man with an axe running up in our college? Oh, yeah! Right, thank you. Case closed. Can you get back to your story, please? Thank you. That's a that's a that's a story for another. Right, time. exactly. I, I told you like I'd finish her. That's a, that's it. That's not really that's not really finishing. <laughs> that's me. that's East London for you. That's not really finishing me, but you know it's cute in it, Amanda. You know what? It's because I love you. Mm. I ain't gonna go into depths. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> on Thursday the second of March, police yeah. raided a car yard in Welling and discovered seven million pounds in cash. On the same day, three people ap- appeared in the Maidstone Magistrates Court. John Fowler, a car dealer and the owner of the Elderdon Farm, was charged with conspiracy to commit robbery, handling stolen goods and free charges of kidnapping. Stuart Royal was charged with conspiracy to commit robbery and Kim Shackleton was charged with handling stolen goods. All three were remanded in custody. Jetmere Bookpapa and Leah John Russia appeared in the court on the 3rd of March, both charged with conspiracy to commit robbery. They were reminded in custody until a preliminary hearing at Maidstone Crown Court on the 13th of March. By the 3rd of March, the total number of people arrested in connection with the heist was 14. Ross. So it's 14 so far. Wow. Um, unfortunately, there's not really much information or background about these people. Right. So if you hear the names, you just hear the names. <laughs> so on the 25th of June, 2006, in a joint operation with local police, mm-hmm. four British men were arrested at a shopping centre in Morocco's capital, Rabat, after a three-month-long investigation, of the four, only Lee Murray, a 26-year-old from Sidcup, South London, was wanted regarding the robbery. Mm-hmm. He's got bad luck, boy. He has. <laughs> Kent police confirmed his arrest and stated that over 30 people had now been arrested as part of their investigation. So it's a big three-zero. So it's like what we were saying in the beginning. A lot of these people are probably thinking we're all finna eat if we do this, if you yeah. pull this off. Because like, how much was the entire house, the heist? Uh, Is it 70 mil? No. No, like it was 54 million. Yeah, bro, you're at least eating at least one meal each. That's enjoyment. Still. Everyone was eating, you know? So... I mean, one meal... <laughs> 
especially in 2006 now it's going far still it is going far absolutely going far. do you know what i mean um okay ken police confirmed his arrest and stated that over 30 people had now been arrested as part of the investigation mm-hmm. by the year's end police had asked the home office for at least six million pounds towards the expenditure so far investigating the case and future spending on preparations for the trials so not only were these men robbing mm. And the amount of money that they did, this trial cost a lot of money. Like, this was costing a lot of money. The Home Office had to ask for an additional £6 million. You see that fucking Home Office, sorry. You see that Home Office, yeah. Oh, God, don't get me started. You want to be asking for extra money, but when it's time to ask for my money, though, you've got voice. Oh, what, the reparations? <laughs> I'm talking about reparations. Talking about reparations, I'm talking about um, Her Majesty's. Uh, revenue and customs when their man are ready to collect their money you oh, know yeah. i know somebody that got run down by hmrc for one pound hey no one that's probably there's why. certain jobs that i would just never pick and that's one of them nah or a traffic warden fuck that i want to be a traffic warden i would love to be a traffic i would love to give people a bad day no i'm oh i just got out and i'm like that's not my problem i already started writing it were you with me when I went to the shortage and I said, mm-hmm. can I park here? And the traffic warden was like to me, why would you ask a traffic warden where you need to park? I'm like, raw, like... Was this the time that me and you were out and um, we had the Aperol spirits and we yes! made a day of it? He's a fool, man. But if I didn't ask in our park there, you'd be ready to be right off that's why. That's why he was had attitude because he was ready to give me that ticket. Bastard. Oh, sorry. Maybe next time for him then. You go and ruin someone else's day. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, like towards this trial, like it, it did cost a lot of money. Um, because I don't know if you remember me saying mm. that um some of them were in Morocco. Okay. So now it's extradition. And with extradition it takes sometimes years. Mm. And you have to, you know, get involved with the government and that's peak. I don't know if you've noticed this, but with Western countries we don't really have a great reputation. So not a lot of people want to They're help. They're trying to give them back. Exactly. We're not really trying to help people that fuck off. Well, well people that fuck off to other countries, like, they're not really trying to help us. Yeah, no. You know? Listen, people don't <clears throat> like the UK or the US, you know. They just don't. Why like, would they? Like, because they these countries got a lot to answer for. But don't take my red book, boo. The cursed <laughs> land. That's all I've got to say. Like, well, well, you know, when I speak on Western countries, it's, it's all built on cursed land. Yeah, you know, it's, it's blood money. It's that's true. how you made your reputation. And which it's that's true. why a lot of people are just not very fond. Which brings us back to the point of reparations. God, I could, I could be here all day if we spoke about that. <laughs> so in December 2006, Sean Lupton, mm-hmm. who had been released on bail, was recorded as missing, having failed to answer the conditions of his bail. So one of the people that were arrested, he was never seen or heard to, like again. And what I would assume is that he just went ghost. So, and, and all now is no one found no him. No one knows him. Oh, um, you see, that's the type of thing I'm on. You think I'm staying in this country after I've done a robbery? I am out, and I'm in the most remote location. I'm not even going yeah. to a US thing. You know what? Let me not incriminate myself just in case I want to commit a crime. On you. <laughs> I, do you know what it is? I believe that with regarding things like that, um, it's very easy for people to go ghost, mm. like to go underground around like those times, like 2006 and stuff like that, because. You're not really, you haven't really left a digital footprint. Exactly. You know, now, like, even things as minor as, like, Facebook or um, you signing up to, you subscribing to something on your mailing list, that's leaving a footprint. Of cure, that, that's you know? exactly what the issue was mm-hmm. in, in my story, which is just, like, you're not used to the fact that everything you do is, is traceable now. Yeah. It's a bit different in 2006 versus, you know, 2015 in my story. 
Yeah. Right, no, I agree. Although MySpace was popping, if you know, you know. MySpace was very popping. <laughs> so, okay, let me quickly finish this. So we can talk about the trials now. Okay. So the trial of eight people began on the 26th of June, 2007, at the Old Bailey in London. Mm-hmm. The first three weeks of the trial focused on the role of the manager, Colin Dixon, with the defence cross-examination highlighting the coincidences in his conduct, which might be interpreting as suggesting that he was the inside man. Okay. He wasn't. Okay. <clears throat> in fact, the inside man was, excuse me if I'm saying the name wrong, please forgive me. It was Emir Haisanaj. Okay. An Albanian man who worked at the depot. He had secretly filmed its layout with a belt camera. Ah. Michelle Hogg, who had made prosthetic disguises for the men, Bro, decided. You know, that's what I, that's what I think it was one of those things that we're all finna eat. Yeah, like, but you gotta, you gotta show what you got, you know, like. Yeah. Show me your talents. She decided during the trial to turn the Queen's evidence and implicate the implicate the others in return for her charges being oh, dropped. Sweetie. So on the twenty eighth of January two thousand and eight, the jury returned guilty verdicts on Steve Royal, Jet Mill Book Papa, um, Roger Coots, Leah Russia, and Edmir Heisenage. The next day, Amir Haisanaj was sentenced to 20 years in prison with an order that he serve a minimum of 10 years. Stuart Royal, Lee Russia, Jetmir Papa, and Roger Coots were given life sentences with an order to serve a minimum of 15 years. You know me, yeah, and I'll tell you right now, I wanna, and you'll probably hear it a lot on this podcast, me, I can't do crime. I cannot do the time. Yeah. <clears throat> that, 10 to 15 years of your life. Of your life. No one that you didn't push out, yeah, or that no. you didn't contribute in their conception is worth it. Hell no. And, and my girl was just singing like a fucking canary. She don't give no shits. I'd be singing like a canary as well. And on top of that, I'm not seeing the money. Are you crazy? It's time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's time. <laughs> like, what load did I owe you now? Yeah, you, you didn't even give me the peas that you promised me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's it. That's, and that's the issue as well. Like, if you're ready to cut someone out, you better yeah. be ready to get snitched on. That's the stupidness of it. Because what what do I have to lose now? Do you know what I believe? Do you know I believe that, like, when people commit crimes, yeah, they use the word of words of affirmation thing, innit? So, like, they're just very, like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do. I don't think they. <laughs> I, sit think there. I think that they literally just just do the whole positivity, love and lighting. They don't really sit there and think we could actually get caught yeah. and we could actually get sent down. Yeah. They just all think we're gonna be swimming in money. I'm gonna be Tony Montana. You know, say hello to my little friend and I'm gonna be sniffing like the, the the strongest powder in the world. Like I'm gonna be living my best life. But in all realness, it's kind of like no, like you could get caught. Yeah. And it's likely that you will too. And when you do, um, that loyalty is not, or should, you should think that that loyalty is going to be extended to you. Anyway, there's very few people that I'm, I'm like, I count on in terms of loyalty and, and the same, like vice versa. There's very few yeah. people that should be counting on me for loyalty. Yeah. If, if our relationship's not like that, I've got nothing oh, to lose. Oh, honey, you shouldn't expect. You shouldn't. You, know? uh, you shouldn't expect. Please it's don't. It's not like that, my G. Especially if I've done something for you and you've cut <clears throat> me out your peas. Alright, cool. Now you're gonna learn. You, you must have lost day. your fucking mind. <laughs> for what? For what? Trust me, Dag. Please. So prosecutors dropped charges against Kim Shackleton, Re- forgive me, Raluca Millen, and Chris Price, and the girlfriends of Royal Book Papa and Russia, respectively. Mm. Millen and Katie Phillip had been charged with conspiracy to rob, conspiracy to kidnap, and conspiracy to possess firearms. 
Shackleton had been charged with assisting an offender, Jack Fa- Jack Fowler, on whose property some of the money was found. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's not him. <laughs> and Keith Bora were both acquitted. Now let's go to the trial in Morocco. Oh wow, for mm. real. I'm nearly done. Because remember that there was uh, there were people that were still in Morocco. Oh, because the extradition process. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. Let's so, go on trial. Exactly. So in June 2010, Lee Murray was jailed in Morocco for 10 years Ooh. for his part in the robbery. The sentence was later increased to 25 years. Ooh. This is... All right, sorry. Before you go on, this is mm. the issue. Mm. Would you rather do 25 years in Morocco? Or I'm doing 25 years in the UK. You know, I'm like that. 25 years in the UK. You know, like that. Like, I, I'm always feeling the heat of it. Oh, nah, man. Um, you remember when we watched um The Serpent? Yes, I very much do. And you know, it was guys, it's a great show. You guys should watch it. It's on BBC Three and Netflix, I think, and it's mm-hmm. about the life of Charles Sobrage. I want to do a case. I, I want to do a reading on him. I might yeah. do a reading on him. Yeah. Um, and I was so like invested in it that I decided to do my own research. And when I did the research, um. The woman that was involved in it, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but mm-hmm. his um, co-conspirator that was involved in it, mm-hmm. she ended up in an Indian prison. Yes, I remember that scene. And um, the, food was 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 ex- the food was bad. Um, she used to, she claimed that there were just rats running back and forth. Um, she spoke of like the corruption of the police officers. And in my head, I was just sitting and I was thinking to myself, yeah, like. The UK is many things, but if I'm going to do time, yeah. yeah, I'd rather do it in this country. Mm-hmm. Get out and half and keep the stepping boy. Yeah. <laughs> and i and and i feel like as well with things like that again the whole issue with westerners and other countries like you are the foreigner in another country mm-hmm. and so you can't really go there with your entitlement chest and be like you know i hope i'm nice because i have a british accent you know, i know like it would be even worse exactly oh you think oh you think i'm bad yeah you gonna see who's bad now boy Did you understand you know like that you can't so much as raise a voice up in there hell no nah. oh with the english accent you better keep it pim yeah. <laughs> ridiculous mm. but back to our friend lee murray um so he was sent his it was later increased to 25 years right. the kent police detective superintendent keith judge said i'm pleased murray will now begin serving a significant prison sentence for his part in the tombridge robbery former cage fighter he was a former cage fighter wow. was claimed by other gang members to have been the mastermind behind the heist he is believed to have worn a prosthesis to impersonate one of the police officers who abducted Dixon and to be the person dubbed Stopwatch by detectives caught on CCTV directing the robbers to move as fast as possible. Okay. He had fled the UK four days after the heist but had crashed his car prior to the robbery and left his mobile phone in the wreckage. Are you stupid? What's going on, bro? I don't think these motherfuckers were very bright. (laughs) (laughs) You want to pull the biggest robbery in Britain, like in British history... You don't be doing stupid stuff like leaving your. F- I don't know. Okay. I don't know about that. <coughs> Busy. <coughs> Busy. Okay, child. Anyways, nice. Anyways, yeah. like the, when I when I was researching this, so it really pissed me off because it was yeah, just like on, like little rookie mistakes. If you lot are bad, go like be the baddest you can be. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, leave it with my friends. Come on, please. Child. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> um. So on the phone was an accidental recording he made discussing plans for the heist with fellow oh plotter Leah Russia. Oh my god. What is this? What is this? What the fuck is this, baby? What the fuck is this? <laughs> You're nothing but shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I know it comes after the Sorry. <laughs> They're gonna have to edit that out. That was horrible. <laughs> 
I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do a Nollywood accent. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, don't even ask me, boy. <laughs> do not even ask me. How to be you in a university? Come to this university. You think you can graduate from this university without kissing my cock? <laughs> You are mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please stop, man. Let me wrap this up. Stop. No, sorry, sorry, stop. Sorry, 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 Let sorry, me wrap sorry. this, please. Because you're actually killing me. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Yo. <laughs> you're actually killing me. Oh, my God. So he was discussing these plans and it was a recording for the house. He was speaking to his um, fellow co-conspirator, Leah Russia, in it. So after being arrested in Morocco, Murray successfully fought extradition to the UK on account of his father being Moroccan. Oh, okay. So that's calm then. Okay, no, he had it planned out still. I think that's why he disappeared four days after. So yeah. I think he must have been the only person that was like, words of affirmations can't work on me. Like, Do you know what I mean? <laughs> there was a lightning that we could get caught. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was like, I'm out, boy. Bye. So in Morocco, Murray and his accomplice, Paul Allen, had spent their loot on houses, jewelries, and narcotics. So he was living his best life in, in Morocco. For real. Boy. So let's go to the aftermath. Ooh, aftermath. <laughs> so 10 years after the heist, which would have been 2016, mm-hmm. £32 million had not been recovered. Of uh, course, it's hidden somewhere. So need, it had to uh, be. It's even that will it's, it's finished. Come on. The missing money was covered by insurance. Securitists As no always. longer... Mm, Securitas no longer handles cash and sold the Velro Depot to Voltex, a company owned jointly by Barclays and HSBC. That's the big banks of Kies. Mm-hmm. In the opinion of a former detective superintendent, the cash will have long ago disappeared into organised crime networks, which I, I, I sincerely believe that's what Definitely. happened. You know, like, the, I feel like this organised, this criminal organisation, they must have been rolling in the big money mm. because AK-47s, Monet. You said, I know AK-47, but that Scorpion one has, has spun me. I don't even Girl, know about that one. When I, so when I clicked on the link to see what a Scorpion gun was, and I was it. like, Scorpion gun. This is what they use, like, in films. Like, this is, is what like they in use cards? in cards. Yes, yes. Is that still a thing? Scorpion gun. Probably is. Oh, okay. <laughs> so have you seen it? Oh, Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Wow, it's giving very much cod. Like, it's very like, why in the fuck do you have that in your possession? But each of their own. Um, <laughs> so the aftermath. So ten years after the highest deserve was never recovered. Okay, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. Um, it, okay, so they're saying that it would have disappeared long ago into organizational crime networks, which I believe. Right. Kayinde Kane Patterson, whom the police and CPS believe to be a key player in both the robbery and kidnapping, still remains missing and is thought to be residing in the West Indies with a large quantity of the stolen money. I swear the fuck I'd be. You know I'm out in there. You're not getting them. You're, you're, you're not getting them back. You're not getting them back. Yes. Because um, I feel like even with extradition, I think regarding um the Caribbean and the UK as well, there's always a big back and forth with that. They mm-hmm. don't. They don't really um like to cooperate mm-hmm. <laughs> like if again citizen, reparations exactly like if a citizen is there and you know they, they keep getting that like the hassling of scotland yard or home office like oh well, we need this person back they're just really like you know the caribbean is also very know. very lately about everything they're just thinking yeah we'll get around to it man that's what i'm saying <laughs> but, and they're thinking, we'll okay, bye. yeah we'll get around to it do you time. know what i mean <laughs> the west indies has got no time 
I mean, it's about your problem. It's not a problem. Like, like and on top of that, he's 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 known. They're saying that um they believe that he's got a stole like a large amount of the stolen money. If he's investing in the West Indies with that and spending in the West Indies with that, what do you expect them to do to turn around and be like, you broke the law I mean, in I the UK? Exactly. Like, it's the money you not even owe, man. Huh. Chat anyways. <laughs> so um. In February 2013, Malcolm Constable, who was believed to be, believed by his brother Derek to be associated with the robbery, was found dead of a self-inflicted shotgun oh, wound. Oh, no, that's, that's sad, man. That is yeah. sad, regardless. That, yeah, that's that's horrible. Suicide is never, it's never nice, man. Yeah. But police, Kent police did say that they didn't have records of any incidents involving, the, um, involving this guy. Okay. So the brother, I don't think he had anything involved, but okay. Malcolm Constable probably would have been involved. Mm. And lastly, um, Paul Allen was shot and severely injured on the 11th of July in 2019 at his home in North London. He was taken to hospital in a critical condition. But that's about it. Oh. <laughs> and that was the largest robbery that was committed in British history. Um, the moral of the story, guys, is if you're going to commit... um bank robberies like don't end up abandoning cars and there's a large sum of money in the van do you know it like that like d- don't do that like <laughs> if you know that you're gonna like record the stuff that you're gonna do for the money heist like be a bit smart Delete. and you know if your car crashes make sure you take your phone with you like it was 2006 mm-hmm. though i'll give them a little bit of credit like you know phones like, actual proper smartphones are only just starting to roll out i think so. but do you know I, I do understand what you're trying to say but they are committing a very dangerous crime i mean they've got the scorpion gun so you, you guys you guys have the tech that you need let's be AK-47s, honest AK-47s, are you kidding i know so that was so good <laughs> thank you that was, I was so good that. thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you today but um we are a bit yeah, pressed for it's time been, it's been good we're supposed to have our guest our guest is sick yeah um but she sent a message shall i read it real quick so we had like our little our little crime that she wanted to read out so obviously okay. you, you mentioned mm-hmm. that i used to live in harrow right so my friend is also from harrow and she said so when we were young there was a shop by south harrow station that sold illegal bottles of vodka they kept it all around the back of the shop hidden and sold it for cheap as when we were kids um who stumbled on it of course they stole a few bottles but in the end, they taken up. They took a few more bottles mm. over the weekend, and they went to a park to have a drink. After a few weeks of doing this, one Friday they sent a friend back to the shop to get the drinks, mm. and no one came out for two hours. It turns out the owner of the shop was inside there hiding, jumped out of the baseball bat, and unfortunately caught one of her friends. Wow. He he beat him so bad, dragged him out, and then beat him again for over half an hour to send a message to all of the kids that stole all the bo- the bottles. Uh, my friend was in hospital for wow. over four weeks with multiple surgeries and, and over another four weeks of bed rest at home mm-hmm. in the end no one pressed charges even though the uh, police wanted to charge everybody uh, involved no. inclu- including the kids with the that committed the theft so it kind of makes sense as to why the there was no pre- charges. Uh, charges pressed but <clears throat> unfortunately had the friend uh unfortunately even you know once you make mistakes as kids 10 years later they're still suffering with the effects to this day wow um, so yeah it's a little bit of um insight into <laughs> but yeah that's a little well, that a really little sad. story that, that, was, that was a little sad it um, was a little sad but it's it's another crime it's um one that our friend would have uh, read out herself but unfortunately she is ill but um get yeah, well soon my darling it. yeah get well soon babes you know who you are 
And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Since Guys, your story was you. amazing, I and learned so, so much. so yours. So did I. And um, we'll be back, I guess. But yeah, no, guys, um, thanks for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, stay safe, be beautiful. And um, yeah. The sun's coming back out again. I heard it's going to be at 25 to 27. Nah, you so know what? Winter has been waiting for us at the door. Winter has been waiting for us. Look at outside. Child, summer is over. Cue, cue the summer's over interlude by Drake. Summer's over. Is that how it goes? In it? No. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm out. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>